Hey everyone, and welcome to the Balanced Bodies Blueprint. I am your host, Vinny Russo, along here with my co-host, Dr. Erin Stansfield. Hello. You sound so enthused. <laughs> this is not your typical fitness podcast, as our focus is primarily going to consist of preventative care, uh, offer a holistic style approach to your nutrition, and give you a flip perspective with a multitude of fitness topics. The main goal of this podcast is really just to give you that guiding light, uh, one to just illuminate the path that you're traveling down towards your optimal health. Um, in today's podcast, this, since this is our first podcast that we are trying to do, um, we are just going to briefly introduce who we are because we don't want to bore you guys. Um, then we want to explain what we're going to do, what we do as a company in terms of balanced bodies, and which is why, <laughs> which is which is how it's so different from any other fitness and coaching company out there today. And then at the end, we're going to do a little bit of a rapid fire Q&A. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. All right. So um, why don't we do this? Why don't we just, you know, flip roles here a little bit? Why don't you introduce me and then I'm going to introduce you? All right. Sounds How's that? good. Sounds really good. All right. So Vinny. Vinny has been a nutrition coach for over 12 years and he used to have a different company called Team VR. Um, we transitioned that to Balance Bodies um, earlier this year. It's almost been a year that Balance Bodies has been running. Um, Vinny is also a WBFF pro physique athlete and as a male fitness model, and he has an MS in applied clinical nutrition. Um, he has various certifications with uh, Precision Nutrition, NFPT, Nutrition Dynamic, and Dominate. And um, as I've had the pleasure to work with Vinny for the past almost year and a half, um, I've had interface with most of his clients um, that were initially Team VR, and I have not heard one person not say that they love him as a coach. Um, he literally changes lives. He's one of the best nutrition coaches I've seen, and I've worked with a few myself as a competitor. And um, he just really, truly cares about his clients, and uh, he's very knowledgeable on top of it. Um, so he has my full endorsement, which is why I agreed to be his team physician um, when he was still doing Team VR. And, um, and now we are very happy to collaborate as Balanced Bodies. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for those kind words. Um, as for the certifications, NCI is also thrown in there now. So just going to give a big shout out to Jason Phillips with that one. Um, but yeah, no, thank you so much for those kind words. I, I appreciate that. You didn't have to go into that much detail, but, uh, but now I got to live up to that. So I got to introduce you now. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Dr. Erin. So first off, uh, she is a real life Doogie Hauser. for those of you, uh, eighties and nineties babies, you guys should know this. Um, she started college at the age of 14. So that is real life Doogie Hauser. She has her bachelor's in biology. She went to medical school at the University of Utah and did uh, one year of general surgery and two years of cancer research and nuclear medicine. She wound up completing her residency in nuclear medicine at Harvard. Uh, she completed another residency because she has she loves school, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> in preventative and occupational medicine at the University of Utah with her master's in occupational health, which is really going to play a role in what she does with uh, balanced bodies. 
Currently, she has been practice. She has been a practicing physician for over or nearly twenty years. Is it over or is it nearly? Um, I think we're approaching twenty years. Yep. All right. Nice. Nice. Um, she has also been the chief of preventative medicine for the Air Force for the past thirteen years. Um, just a little side note with her um, going through college, she did deal with a devastating disease. Um, she developed cancer at the age of 16 and had to work through that um, and then also um, go into med school after that. So uh, a lot of stuff on her plate and thankful that she is around and that she beat that. Um, and uh, yeah, she's also an author of her own book, which is more like a personal memoir, which reflects on uh, the, the, the stuff that she went through. So uh, when I say that she is the most intelligent person I've ever had the pleasure of speaking with, I am not lying. Um, I've talked to many intelligent people. I've been on a bunch of podcasts with a lot of intelligent people, and I don't think anyone can really compare. I thought I was intelligent until having conversations with her. And it's not just her knowledge in um, her field of expertise, but it's in all other areas. It's almost like she's fucking Jack GTP, like in the in the living. Um, but one of the main reasons why I wanted to do this podcast is not just to obviously positively impact people, but it's to show people what is inside that fucking head of hers. Um, let her get that out and kind of bless us all with um, with her, with her knowledge that she has up there. So I'm excited to be able to show you guys. Um, not only what we do as a company, but to illuminate some of um, what Dr. Erin can offer to the entire world. Uh, I know she doesn't have that great of a social media following right now that we just started this podcast. That will definitely grow after you guys hear um, the, the amount of information she could relate to you guys. So I'm excited. I'm excited for this. Thank you, Vinny. Um, I, don't, I don't think you've met enough people if you think I'm that intelligent. <laughs> Just well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, though. I will go out on a limb and I'll say, like, if there was, like, a battles of physicians, I would put my bank account on you. Oh, I would. I, I would say that. you're, t yeah, I'm not, and I'm not just sucking up, but I would say that um, top three physicians in the United States, not that I know many, but I'm going to go there. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to call you top three, definitely, if not number one, so. Thank you. I appreciate That's, the kind words. Of course, of course. So now that we you know, are done boring people with, you know, our little brief history. Let's talk about what we do as a company. All right. Because this is really important. We want to get this out because we do something that's so different from any other fitness and nutrition and wellness company that I have, I don't know who does this. Um, if there is something out there, I'm sorry, but I'm going to just say, I think we are the only ones who do, uh, what we do. Um, so do you want to touch a little bit on, uh, what we do? Yeah. Um, so Basically, when uh, Vinny and I uh, came together, I was really um, more into treating mind, body, and spirit. So um, we um, wanted to make sure that we were targeting everybody, not only with their physical well-being, but also just a way of lifestyle. So we are a holistic wellness company um, that basically transforms physiques while optimizing your health. And... We do that through very individualized care. We like to look at every client um, um, with precision, basically, um, to analyze them, to really listen to them, to look at their health markers. And basically, we want to leave a positive, everlasting impact on each and every person that we um, help. 
That was very well said. Very well said. Um, I will say this too, though. Um, so when looking at what we offer to, to individual clients, um, she has an expertise in, in the medical field, right? So looking at internal health, reading labs, that is what she does. She's extremely good at it. Um, but sh being in the medical field as a physician, you lack a little bit in the nutrition area. Absolutely. Me, as, a, as you know, being the nutrition guy, um, I come in with a wealth of knowledge in that nutrition area, but not, as, not nearly an extensive knowledge of what you have with lab work or anything like that. So you're filling my void and I'm filling your void. And together we just complete the puzzle here. Um, and we really, really focus now because of what, what, what we can do. It's really like, yeah, we could transform your physique. Anybody can, can do that. You could just put you in a calorie deficit and we could transform your physique. But it's not about that anymore. It's, that's not fulfilling. It's about optimizing the health, right? How are you feeling on a day-to-day -day basis? And with her knowledge and my knowledge, we're able to really do that for every single client that comes our way. So um, what makes us really different from other fitness and wellness companies is not the fact, look, there's nutrition coaches out there and I'm pretty sure there's better nutrition coaches than me out there. Like I could definitely say that. Uh, I worked with one, uh, I'll say his name, AJ Sims, where I think he is some type of Zafar. Uh, I don't even know if he did macros or calories. He just made little adjustments and they fucking worked always and I never understood how he did it. Uh, with me, you could kind of understand what I do and I try to explain that to every single client of mine. Um, but what makes us so different is the fact that we actually have a board certified physician on board with us, right? She's here to take care of you. You have monthly medical consults with her, but you have her in your back pocket. You have text message access to her on a daily basis whenever you need it. If you wake up and you're not feeling good, shoot her a text. You sprain your back. What do I do? Do I rest it? Do I ice it? Do I heat it? You shoot her the Voxer text. Um, and it's voice messages and yeah, I don't think there's, I'm not sure, um, Aaron, you could, you could, you know, touch on this a little bit more, but I don't think you could really get that easy access to just, you know, a, a doctor. Can you? Um, no, usually, I mean, my experience, uh, with, you know, my own medical care is that you wait, uh, in a waiting room for a very long time and then you go see a primary care physician who kind of shuffles you off and um, it's very difficult to get uh, communication, you know, um, follow up on labs sometimes, or even some questions. A lot of patients don't process information when they're in their visit just because there's so much information to digest. And a lot of times they're left with lots of questions afterwards. And I'm speaking as a patient myself, um, being in that position um, myself um, and leaving the doctor's office confused oftentimes. Um, and sometimes it takes a long time for a physician, for a good physician to get back to you. And sometimes they don't get back to you, or if they do get back to you, it might be a mid-level that's getting back to you. So, um, my, you know, the, one of the reasons that, um, our vision came together with this company was, um, I went to medical school to help people. And, um, I don't think there's enough emphasis in medicine on changing people's lifestyle. Um, and that starts with nutrition. Unfortunately, doctors aren't very versed in nutrition. Um, we get very minimal lecture time on any kind of nutrition. And so I'm the first, one of the first docs to say, hey, um, I'm not gonna hand you nutrition advice. I'm going to refer you off to somebody who knows nutrition. Um, 
but also I want to spend time with my patients, and I think we do a good job of that. Um, I'm able to spend the time needed um, to answer questions, to really care about my patients, and to find out root causes for their issues, their chronic diseases, if they have them, or even um, you know some diagnoses that maybe they had little explanation when they um, when they went to their primary care, and then. Um, uh, Vinny handles the nutrition side of things. Yeah, and it's it's pretty crazy because like even with like our clients and what they say. So I'll ask about like you know how their experiences with you. Even in the testimonials, you could all hear it. Um, but they always say how much time you you give to them. I remember a couple clients in particular that would have you you know over an hour every medical consult. You'd be on the phone with them for over an hour every single month with them, um, and it was multiple clients that were like that. But what they said is that they actually felt heard and they never felt heard by a physician or a doctor before. Um, so the, the amount of care that we actually give to our clients, um, I think it's second to none. Um, I, and I will say this too, <clears throat> excuse me, but on the, um, I believe it was last Labor Day, uh, it was Labor Day weekend and you got on a call with one of our clients at noon on a Saturday during Labor Day weekend. What doctor do you know will do that for a patient? And if you, listen, if you do know one that would do that, please s send them our way because we'll get them on this podcast or her, him or her on this podcast. So, uh, but yeah, so that's a little bit about our company. Obviously, we're going to talk more about it as the podcast goes on with, with more episodes, but we don't want to take too much time with this first episode because we really want to start educating, but let's have a little fun here. Do you want to, uh, you want to jump into like a, a random rapid fire uh, Q&A or do you want to touch a little bit more on our backgrounds? Well, I want to know how you got into fitness initially, because obviously uh, most of your background is fitness oriented. Yeah, yeah. So I, I played sports at a very young age, and I just happened to be pretty damn good at the sports that I focused on. Um, and that sort of set the tone with me with prioritizing athletic training, things like speed, agility, uh, resistance training at a very young age. Um, <clears throat> but I also grew up with an insecurity. Um, and this is what really got me into the weight training because I was under the belief that if I built enough muscle, um, it could mask this insecurity that I was dealing with. Uh, but to make a very long story short, uh, me naturally, I'm just a very competitive person. And after college football, I wasn't going pro. I mean, 5'10 on a good day. <laughs> um, I needed an outlet to still compete. And uh, to be honest, I didn't want to play fucking men's softball. Uh, I liked playing it, but I didn't like sitting around drinking afterwards, so I, that wasn't for me. So I started competing in, uh, as a physique athlete, and that's what really got me into nutrition because it was seeing how the nutrition aspect transformed my body, and it was just me altering the nutrition. It wasn't the training. It wasn't the cardio. It was just <clears throat> shifting a little bit with my nutrition, and that's what got me obsessed. And then ever since then, it's been all about nutrition. Um, Besides the fact that I deal with a, a little sense of uh, body dysmorphia um, and have a hard time being satisfied, I have, I have clients who, who actually look up to me, um, and that helps me maintain this drive to stay in this fitness realm too, right? Like, yeah, I want to look good because I'm, I, I I'm vain. I got vanity going on, right? It's still a priority of mine. I don't want a dad bod. Um, but the clients that look up to me, if I don't look the part and if I don't preach uh, if I don't practice what I preach, 
then I mean, I'm just manipulating them. And I, that's just not why I'm in here. I'm in here to change lives and to help people and to set a good example and be a leader. So yeah, that's really what got me into fitness. What about you? How'd you get into the fitness realm? Because I know you were a bookworm. So how did bookworm become fitness? That's a good question. Um, I, uh, you know, I was very, very nerdy. Uh, didn't really work out at all. Um, was, was never a priority. Uh, and I, in fact, I'm not very coordinated at all. Uh, in PE class, you know, in grade school, I was always the last one picked. I would always run the slowest mile. I probably still run. I was the first one picked and I was the first one in the mile. So we, we even each other out here. Um, I, uh, yeah, I'm still uncoordinated, still slow runner. Um, I kind of fell on it. Uh, you know, I, uh, it, it was kind of a, you know, it was a process and I think that's very relatable to most um, people that get, um, sign up for our program. Even a lot of our clients, um, I can relate to because it was a big process for me. Um, I never realized the role of nutrition until, um, probably towards the end of medical school. And it was just because I noticed that my own metabolism, metabolism started to slow down and, um, you know, all the physicians that I worked with were very active and I wasn't. And so I kind of, um, inadvertently got into running and then um, thought maybe I can do the next level thing. And I signed up with a, uh, with a trainer um, and um, I kind of looked up to her. She was an older woman and um, she did bodybuilding competitions. And I thought, well, um, maybe that's something I could try one day, but it was kind of a, in the far distance. And um, a few years passed and I got um, to into a more regular gym routine and eventually I thought hmm, maybe I'll try this bikini competition thing mm -hmm. out and uh, you know had a couple other trainers and um, you know these were trainers that didn't know much about nutrition um, but they would give me plans and um, thank goodness my body responded and I was able to compete I did the NPC for a few years and then transitioned to the WBFF as a bikini competitor, but that's kind of how it's, it was slow and steady. Um, I like the sport cause you don't have to be too terribly coordinated. Although, uh, I, I struggle with stage presence still. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's not as bad as like dancing for me. Well, I'm not, no comment. I plead the fifth, with that last <laughs> statement. <laughs> but I will say a uh, good thing you did that because that's how we cross paths. We cross paths, um, at worlds in Vegas and um yeah if, if you didn't get into it we uh this balanced bodies might not exist that's true it's crazy it's crazy to think like that very true uh I wanted to ask you a quick question though you said that you got into running inadvertently um I, f I find that a lot of med students and physicians like while they're going through school do a lot of running is that mainly like to clear their head like what is it is that their only form that like they could get in and just um I don't know not be too stressed out what what's the what's the deal with it? just running um, I think it is for me, it was a little bit different. Um, mine came from being a, a bit competitive in that, um, I was, you know, um, kind of challenged to run and I was a terrible, terrible runner. And, um, I did realize that as I started to do it, um, even though I hated it at first, it was a stress reliever. 
So um, in you know my first year of residency when I did uh, general surgery, it was one of the only things that I could do that really relieved um, the stress during that year. Um, I didn't have, I was away from my family, I was working 100 plus hours a week, and it was the only thing that I could do post-call that was really um, relaxing actually, um, which sounds you know, counterintuitive, but um, I feel like it is a stress reliever um, for, you know, for people in medicine, but I don't know. I, I feel like um, they, they may have gotten to it differently than I did. Yeah, so you used it for stress. They were probably just like, I need to work out, yeah. and this is all I got time to do. So, all right, well, that makes sense. Um, so, yes, yeah, so let's do this now. Um, you you want to just jump into the rapid fire? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get after it. All right, cool. So the way this will work is like I'll ask one, you answer it, obviously rapid fire, and then like I could give you my answer, and then you'll ask me a question rapid fire, and we'll just go back and forth uh, for a few questions. Okay. Do you want me to start? Um, yeah, if you want. I don't care. Okay. Um, what would you say is your superpower? My superpower? Okay, so you've been uh, firsthand experienced with this. Um so I'm able to read vibes from people in a room. Um, and like I said, you witness this personally. Um, it's something I found out I was able to do. And it's, it's weird, um, like, talking about it now, especially with, like, a lot of people I could hear it because it's something I keep to myself. But um, once I found out I was able to kind of do that, I'm, I practiced it. And it's just now that I'm really, really able to trust, trust what I feel uh, when I feel something coming off of someone. Um, I kind of could know, like who's like more genuine, who's a little bit dark, who's a little bit lighter. It kind of comes to me like that. Um, and then like there it's, it goes hand in hand with like an intuition. So, um, like an instance happened with us, you know, recently where you're going to say something and I'll finish it. And you're like, well, how the hell did you know that? It's just like something intuitively just kind of came out cause it was so quick. It wasn't even like I thought about it. Uh, when you said stuff about like, uh, this Saturday on the 30th, like, hey, I got a surprise. And I'm like, yeah, I know what it is. And I said it. And you're like, well, yeah, what the f we didn't even fucking talk about that. Right? It's just like there's this intuition stuff with me that I feel um, I have um, that I need to practice a little bit more with. But definitely feeling the vibes of people is something that I could do pretty well. And I know that you saw that firsthand. So Yes. Agree that this is, a, a, this is a talent for you um, that I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I think it's yeah. amazing. Um, uh, what, what about you? What would your superpower be? Well, I don't know if it's a superpower, but I tend to be very skeptical about everything. Um, I like data. I like numbers. Um, I think if you were to say it's a superpower in that I like to look things up, but I like to make sure that um, people aren't giving me BS. So I'm the opposite. I don't um, usually go by, by intuition because I feel like my EQ is probably not as high as your EQ, for example. Um, I like data, I like numbers, I like to see evidence. Um, and so, you know, that's a big thing for me. Um, and because I like that, um, and uh, a lot of my training has been in looking at data and numbers and analyzing studies, which sounds really boring, but um, mm. it actually has helped me quite a bit um, to decipher what are um, good things and bad things or bad ways to go or good ways to go in making a decision, especially clinical decision. Um, that, and I feel like I have a good memory for the things that I'm interested in. Um, things that I'm yes. not interested in, I will forget immediately. Like people's names, 
don't remember anyone's name. But if mm. it's something very interesting, I will definitely remember it um, and probably forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would have went there with your superpower. It said it definitely had something to do with your intelligence and memory. Definitely. Um, not so much your 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 search for, for answers. Because <laughs> um, I deal with that when I talk to you about certain things and you're just like, yeah, there's no data behind it. No. And I'm just like, well, you know, like maybe it could proceed it. You know, yeah, no, I need to see data. And I'm just like, all right, conversation is over. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. All right, let's go into uh, the next one. So I'm my turn. So I'm yeah. going to ask you, all right. uh, what's your biggest regret in regards to fitness? Hmm. That one's tough for me. Um, I think if, if you looked at my dietary habits, like throughout my life, I had the worst diet. You know, I, as a kid, I ate a lot of sugary cereals, um, everything that is probably, um, taboo, if you will. Um, but I can't say it's a regret really. Um, it's probably a faux pas in, um, given that I am a healthcare provider, uh, but I really enjoyed the hell out of my um, childhood um, and had a lot of treats. And thank goodness I had a great metabolism. Um, you know, but later on, as, uh, as I got older, it, it did catch up. <laughs> and uh, but I'm really glad I enjoyed that time. Um, I didn't work out, I did what I enjoyed, which was really studying a lot and, um, you know, eating burgers and you know fruit loops but it's not really a regret i guess i was gonna say is this is this more of a, a regret or a justification it's a justification a little bit <laughs> okay um that probably should be a regret <laughs> okay all right what about you um i mean i'm gonna lean a little bit towards you with like not having any regrets because it's like sort of like what made me what i am yeah. um but i will say this um getting stage lean is sort of a regret for me. It's like a double-edged sword because when you get to that 5% body fat, right, it's, you create a beast. Um, and, and getting there throughout that journey, it's, it's what I really love, getting there and looking like that. I do like it. I just don't like the way I feel. I like the way it looks. I don't like the way it feels. But what it does is it builds an insecurity because when you're not, like once you see yourself at your leanest that you can be, you always want to be there. You know it's not healthy for you. You know it's unsustainable, but you feel uncomfortable taking off your shirt if you're not stage lean. Even though you look better than 90% of the people out there, if you're not at that 5%, you're just like, I don't know because I'm not at my best. So I'm going to say that might be a regret, getting stage lean because it added to um, body dysmorphia. And I'm okay saying that I deal with that. Um, but you know what? Uh, it... it, it I'm going to say it helps with my structure, my organization. I do like, like I have a little bit of OCD, so it, it kind of feeds into that. So it makes it, it makes it feel a little bit natural. Um, but yeah, that would probably be my, my regret. I would say getting to that point because once I got there, there was no, like, there's no turn back. There's no change in me now. Like <laughs> that's it. Um, so yeah, that's that. I get that. I, 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 uh, I also, um, understand that regret <laughs> yeah. all right so i think i'm up next what yeah let's do two more you do one and then i'll do one all right sounds good um what is the strangest food combination you came up with um to deter craving oh 
Wow. All right, so here's here's a weird one. Um, I, you tried it and you liked it, so it, it sounds weird, but trust me, people, it's good. Uh, you take jasmine rice, you throw some cinnamon on it, you throw some salt on it, you take a little tiny bit of protein powder. I like to use vanilla. Um, you cut up chicken, you throw it in there with it. You take sugar-free pancakes here, and maybe a little bit of powdered peanut butter, and you just fucking mix it all together. And it is really, really, really good. If you want to just like try it out, go with the jasmine rice, cinnamon, and salt first. And then maybe you add the chicken into that. And then maybe you could add a little bit of the protein powder, see how it is. If you add too much protein powder, it gets kind of chalky and kind of like, it's just a weird texture. Um, So don't go overboard with that. It's just for a little bit more flavor. But it's almost like a dessert when it's not really a dessert. But yeah, that's that would be one. What about you? Um, Well... Uh, I would say a jar of peanut butter, but that's not really a hack. Um, when I was uh, competing, because I couldn't have too much peanut butter, I would do powdered peanut butter, but I really like the saltiness of peanut butter. Um, it, so I would add salt to the um, powdered peanut butter and then um, mix it with just a little bit of water so it was a little thicker, so it gave more of the consistency of peanut butter. I felt like that was a pretty good substitute when you're pretty hungry <laughs> it's not that strange though yeah, it's not that strange but it, it's not I mean, strange. I, I it's creative <laughs> it's creative you're like you know what this isn't as salty let me just throw a bunch of salt in here a little yeah. bit of water yeah oh the other one i found is um if you take riced cauliflower and you add a bunch of salt and pepper to it but mix it with those um laughing cow wedges it's kind of like a creamy rice, and you put it in the microwave. That one's kind of good. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. We're giving out recipes to people on, on our first podcast. Look at that. <laughs> All right, last one, and then we'll wrap this up. Um, if, if there's one thing that you could – it kind of stems off the, the other question. Uh, but if there's one thing you could tell your younger self about fitness, what would it be? Um, hmm. I would say for me, um, kind of um, what you said about being staged lean resonated with me about a bit. Um, so I think, um, you know, I often went to extremes. And when you go to extremes um, with dieting or working out, um, I didn't really appreciate the process and how much my body could actually do. And I think... Um, that I would appreciate that journey instead of being so hard on myself with the end result, like really kind of um, appreciate and be grateful for um, the health I had as, um, you know, while competing and being able to even achieve such a feat um, instead of just looking at the end product and being like, damn, I wish I was leaner. Um, So I think just appreciating that whole process. I think uh, that's what I would tell myself uh, during competition, especially. What about you? Okay. Um, I would tell my younger self that more is not better. Uh, From training to cardio to restriction, uh, that stuff, just doing more and more of it and just going, no days off, bro. Like, it doesn't make you more disciplined. It makes you more inefficient, right? The minimal effective dose is what you should be striving for with everything. Um, unless your career actually asks you to do otherwise, then it's, then it's a little different. Uh, but the minimal effective dose, how much, like what, how little training can you do and grow the most? 
how little cardio can you do and get the most effect from it? How many calories can you diet down on, right? So I think the whole more is not better. I wish I could have told myself that because I went, I went crazy like when I first started. Like it took a while to learn, uh, but that was part of my nature and just trying to always be perfect and be competitive and that type of stuff. So that's what I would say. I think that's why we're here, right? To find yeah. balance. Exactly. Oh, I like that. You swung that in there with the whole balanced bodies. Look at you. That's awesome. All right, everybody. So listen, thank you for listening to our first podcast. We have a bunch lined up that we're going to be doing. And once again, our goal is to make sure that we shed some light on that path that you're walking down to give you an easier way, more efficient way to get to your goals. What I would like you guys to do, and I just hear a lot of other podcasts say it, so I'm going to say it, leave a five-star review, right? It's going to help us out. It's going to help us get known. Um, share it on social media. If you do, I'll, we will shout you out on our um, social media pages as well as on the podcast when you give us a share. So we'll start doing that just to get some traction. And uh, then we'll go into our next episode, which is actually going to be mainly Dr. Aaron talking and me just asking questions because she's going to dive deep into the bad, the ugly, and the worst with TRT clinics and why these TRT clinics are for the birds. Thank you all for listening. Have a wonderful day. And we will catch you all later for our next episode. See you later. The podcast content may include discussions of medical topics and health-related information. However, the information provided should not be considered exhaustive or complete, and it should not be relied upon as a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare providers with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment.